0: Welcome once again to your Friday footy news fix. Zach Bailey here. I am absolutely pumped. I'm fired up. Why Dan Walsh? Because it's finals time in the NRL. Uh, you're the second most talked about Walsh in NRL circles at the moment, behind Reece Walsh. I bet you're pumped for the weekend as well.
1: Oh, Zach, mate, it's. Uh, I'm just trying to think why is Reese Walsh more talked about than me? But uh, you know, I'll I'll let the kid have it. That'll be that'll be fine. But uh, yeah, mate. A month left of footy, the best month of the year. And, uh, mate, New South Wales tracking towards opening up in a month as well. There's plenty to like about uh, September, October at the moment. So, yeah, let's crack
0: on. All right, so it's Friday, September ten, a tick before 2pm we're recording this podcast. Plenty to get through. Uh, we'll start with... Uh, the Melbourne Storm, who are in action tonight in the first final against Manly. Uh, we've spoken about these two players on this podcast before, Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Let's start with Harry Grant. Uh, is he still their number one hooker of choice in terms of long term down at Melbourne?
1: Oh, it's a, it's a fair question, Zach. Um, yeah, the way things have panned out this year, uh, certainly a little bit of a spanner in the works, but it's a good spanner to have in there. Uh, Honestly, I couldn't tell you, and I don't think it's that big an issue at the moment, given how well the situation is developing, like Melbourne's playing out of this, like they're all playing out of their skins, both Harry and and Brandon. Um, As far as the contracts go, uh, I can tell you that I managed to have a chat with Brandon this week. did up a big feature on his footy. The one thing that he wasn't keen to talk about was his contract situation. He's a bit jack of uh, all the speculation and all the noise around it. So he's specifically said to all parties involved, uh, I don't want more any more stories coming out. I want this basically under wraps until the season's done. We'll deal with it at the end of it because he's got the time. Uh, and in the same sort of time timeframe, uh, I'm getting indications that uh, Melbourne will sit down with Harry Grant at that point, you know, once their season's well and truly done. And uh, it'll be a little bit similar to the Ryan Pappenhausen situation earlier this year when um, you know, perhaps wasn't uh, anywhere near the market. He had 18 months left on his deal, but given the nature of rugby league, Melbourne moved well and truly before Anyone could get near him. And so they're going to treat Harry Grant the same way from what I'm told. Uh, yeah, they'll make sure he can't go to market on November 1. They'll uh, talk around a new deal and what that could look like with him. So only preliminary discussions, but it's um,
0: it's on the calendar, put it that way. So both of those players, Grant and Smith, we won't know what their long-term futures look like uh, until well after the season is finished, especially Brandon Smith, because we know he likes to party for a week or three after the season finishes. So we might not know about his future until December.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. The way Brandon's playing, he could party for two weeks. He deserves it. But uh, And that's the other side of it, though. He is playing out of his skin, and he's certainly... Rival clubs, there's five or six that are already interested. I uh, believe he's, he's spoken to Trent Robinson. But the links to the Roosters have, have been made public. Um, so... He's well and truly already on the radar, but if he has a big final series, it's just going to rip that up again. So, uh, mate, it's certainly one to watch, and it's just great to watch them play anyway. Personally, to them, it's one of the dynamics that's one of my favourites in rugby league at the moment. It's,
0: yeah, really fascinating to watch. So, did you tell Brandon Smith when he didn't want to talk about his contract that he's got to stop playing such good footy? <laughs> because right now, no, he mate- like he's suited, like, I mean, he's, he's been criticised in the past and he's even said it. And he always makes fun of himself sitting in the sheds after a game, eating pizza, you know, getting snapped with a beer in his hand or whatever. But just the way he's played this year, no wonder he is in high demand and he's got a good engine on him. So it's not like, you know, if he carries mm. weight, he can still keep up in this modern game. And he's just like a wrecking ball. All those tries he scored from dummy half, a lot of the forwards, as they said, you, you've got to give away your forwards' licence here because you're making us all look silly. Yeah, and that's uh, yourself and Anthony Seabold. You guys did
1: something on him a while back where he does have the other side of his game that's developing, though. He's getting quite crafty out of number nine there. So there's not really a player like him in the game where he packs such a punch. And, um, yeah, the bloke, the, the six again rules, this high-octane footy that we're seeing, it is just tailor-made for a fella of Brandon Smith. So, yeah, play on, I say. It's great to watch.
0: Okay, I tell you what was great to watch and listen to uh, last week was a uh, Father's Day prank. I believe Cooper Johns and Maddie Johns uh, over the uh, we, uh, over on radio last week. He's resigned with the Storm, no doubt. Craig Bellamy wouldn't be happy about that because he's such a pest. <laughs>
1: he's got a few of them down there. I can't <laughs> work out if they're keeping Craig young or they're just you know adding years to him. But yeah, Brandon Smith, Cameron Munster, Cooper Johns, put him in a room. It'd be a fun room, but uh, yeah, it's it's a good good get for Cooper. Uh, he's played four or five games this year, and he's kind of solidified himself as that backup half option. And yeah, he's developing pretty nicely. So yeah, Melbourne's thrown him another year, and um, yeah, Craig Bellamy will uh, have to keep his wits about him for another 12
0: months at least. Okay, so from the Storm to a player who was once uh, one of Melbourne's up and coming. Uh, forwards, big Tino Fasua Ma'alawi. He's made a big impression on the Gold Coast in his first year with the club. What about his future? Because I I felt like when he went to the Titans, it was almost guaranteed that he'd be there for the long term. But he's only contracted, what, officially until the end of next season. Is that right?
1: Yeah, technically you're right. But uh, just before anyone gets too excited, uh, it's good news for Titans fans. Tino loves the joint, and he's he he he's talking that he wants to be there long term. Uh, so we're recording this on Friday. Overnight, he won their Paul Broughton Medal, so their Player of the Year. Uh, wasn't able to attend due to COVID rules and the game that he's got to play on Saturday. But uh, no, so the talk around Tino is that he couldn't be happier there, and why not either? He's you know taking the team. He's been a big part of taking them to the finals for the first year. So Tino does have an option. In his in that three-year deal where he can go to he could go to market on November one he's telling people don't worry don't bother I'm not going to I'm well and truly here for the Titans long term he's talking it, the words he's throwing around is Titan for life and that's that's on public record that's that's quoted yeah so that's yeah it's it's great to see for the Titans and um yeah especially when a bloke He's got a big ceiling. I don't think we've really scratched yeah. the surface with him yet. So, yeah, it looks like it'll be on the Gold Coast,
0: whatever he achieves. Spe- just speaking of him taking out the Titans Player of the Year Award, Payne Haas took out the Broncos Player of the Year Award at 21 for the third straight year. I-, I believe only one other player that's won more than that is Alan Langer. And you you look at how long and illustrious his career was when you compare Tino and Payne, they went head-to-head in origin a couple of years ago. How far off? I know they're different style players, but how far off is Tino when it comes to being the best ranked middle forward in the game? Uh, I think probably away, but
1: it's a, it's a great question. But yeah, he's certainly... Um, I think this year with the Titans, he's really started to hit his straps as the seasons kept going, which is... Yeah, to be expected, you takes a little time to warm up to a new team, a new system, especially coming out of Melbourne. And, you know, there's always that thing around the storm syndrome. We see guys that come out of Craig Bellamy's systems and don't kick on at rival clubs. I don't think you can say that about Tino. I think we're going to see him really fulfill his potential. And then, yeah, you talk about that crop of kids that came through, Tino, Payne Haas, Dave, Fafita, all great mates, even though they go hammer and tongs at times. Um, yeah, geez, there's something in the water up there, isn't there? Because, yeah, we're talking guys that will be around for potentially another decade or so and really, yeah, setting the standard pretty high.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember growing up and watching the likes of WebKey and Sivanus Seaver and Talus, and even the back end of Lazarus. And I know the game's changed a lot and these guys have to have big, big engines to keep up with the modern game. But it is, it is it is exciting given that we're going to watch these players for the next decade or so. Uh, what about Tyrone Peachy? We uh, spoke about him on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Are we any closer to knowing what his future looks like and what's standing in the way of him already re-signing with the Titans? Is it still down to that how much of a cut that he wants to take? uh
1: yeah potentially mate uh it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors around this one there was a meeting during the week with tyrone ash taylor and i think mitch rain where uh, you know recruit you know, the recruitment of attention was uh, discussed at um you know gold coast level so for tyrone he's really making a fist of that number six jersey though which is going quite well if he can if he can have a big game this weekend and potentially, you know, engineer an upset of the Roosters or, you know, even just really put himself on show there, I think it might go a long way to securing him uh, another stint at the Gold Coast because his preference is to stay there. He likes the joint. He knows that he's not going to get what he's on at the moment, but yeah, his preference is to work something out with the Titans. So if he can, uh, yeah, basically push it across the line with a big performance, that's where we should, we could be seeing him go in the next, uh, yeah, in the next wee while.
0: Okay, so it's not a case that he's going to get squeezed out. It's up to him. There's an offer there, but he has to decide whether he wants to take it. Is that correct?
1: I believe so. but uh, yeah,
0: it, well, actually no, I
1: couldn't pin it down that way. Uh, I think a um a big performance and yeah, or a big final series could almost force the Titans hands mm. just because, We've spoken about it again as well. There's just uncertainty. There's great potential in that spine, isn't there, with AJ Brimson, Jaden Campbell, Jamal Fogarty. He's he's the backbone of the club. And, yeah, you throw Tyrone Peachy in there, I think they're still working out what the best mix is. But Tyrone's done himself plenty of favours by playing well in that number six jumper and, yeah, helping get them into the finals.
0: Okay, uh, moving on from Melbourne and the Titans. Uh, Michael Maguire and the West Tigers. Uh, they are under review. We know that. The club has said that. Uh, are we any closer to knowing what his future and some other players, I guess, of the, the club's future looks like?
1: Yeah, that's certainly one that's dominated this week, isn't it? Even though it is, it's a finals, week one of the finals, we're talking about a team that hasn't made it. Uh, Zach, I don't know what more I can tell you that isn't out in the public sphere, but... Uh, Basically, that review—it's the annual end-of-season review. Uh, they're looking to get that done ideally by this time next week. I'd like to—I'd like to be able to give you a bit more information on where Michael Maguire sits, because that's the—the time frame the Tigers are looking at. Um, so that review will go to the board, and the board will then review that, and yeah, there should be some
0: clarity from that end. Okay, another story that took a lot of people by surprise or more surprise this week was the fact that uh, the the Dragons uh, weren't going to extend Tarek Sims beyond the end of next season. So he is signed with the club for 2022. What do you think is going to happen here? How do you see this playing out? Because you you look at him and you look at what he did during the Origin Series and you go, he's one of the best back rowers still in the game he's come back, he's been fit all year, he's been one of the Dragons' leaders in a really tough season, you'd think, there's a piece of paper, sign it, right? But the fact is, he starts next year at 32. So I can see from the Dragons' perspective that they don't want to sit there and, and rush into anything, given some players who play the game as hard as he does fall off a cliff once they get over that age of 32, 33 months. Yeah, it's a fair
1: point. Uh, yeah, and in terms of where it goes from here... Uh, I don't think we'll see any resolution anytime soon uh, because the Dragons have told Tarek that he's welcome, like he's welcome to stay for 2022 and obviously he has the contract there. But the way it's gone down and the way those negotiations went, I think, and yeah, it's pretty hard not to feel for the bloke. Uh, Yeah, I don't, he's quite disappointed in how it was handled in terms of there was never, from what I'm told, Discussions didn't get towards money. It as as in it didn't get to that stage. It was, uh, mate, no. It,
0: regardless, it regardless.
1: See you later. Regardless. Yeah. Wow. That's that's the idea that I've uh, been, had been told, and so yeah, that's for a bloke at Tarek standing, and yeah, he can certainly. He's got plenty to offer, doesn't he? Even though, mm-hmm. as you say, at thirty-two. Uh, so yeah, I I can't see him staying there under given the way it's played out. But, uh, yeah, it it obviously requires another club to come in. And, uh, yeah, where that sits, that'll take some time to progress. So one to watch over the summer, I'd say.
0: Okay, what about uh, Moses Sully? He was going to be a dragon, was it, 12, 18 months ago? He said, no, 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 I want to be a seagull. Hasn't played much footy compared to last year in the Manly jersey. Brad Parker has really nailed down that. Uh, centre position, uh, a reported three-year deal on loads of cash for Moses going to the Dragons. Is it done? Is it actually done?
1: Loads of gas, sack, that's your type of territory, mate. Yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah. From what I'm told, mate, it, uh, yeah, Moses Suli has agreed to terms with, with the Dragons for yeah 2022, and mainly are uh, ready to release him as well. Uh, but we won't see any sort of announcement or confirmation while the Eagle season is still alive. Uh, yeah, out of respect for their red hot crack at the you know the final series. So, but yeah, you will see Moses moving on at the end. End of the year to uh, yeah get some more game time and yeah take up that chance with the Dragons after like you said knocking them back uh, midway through 2020. It's
0: quite All awesome right. how it works. massive finals weekend of footy coming up, uh, so let's race through this uh, quickly. Uh, obviously, Manly Melbourne uh, Friday night footy. Who wins, Manly or Melbourne?
1: Uh,
0: Melbourne. I think they'll be able to keep
1: Tommy Turbo on a bit of a leash. Not entirely. The bloke will engineer some points,
0: but I think Melbourne's got them covered. Okay. And Lachlan Croker, quite a big out for Manly. I believe he's played pretty much every game for them this year. Stability around the hooker position that they haven't had for a couple of seasons. How about this? Uh, The Roosters, Titans, it all goes on the line. Um, a big, as you said, a big game for Tino farsuma Alawi a bigger game for Tyrone Peachy, but a massive game for the Roosters, who have overcome so much this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they've got a couple of their big guns back in uh, Maria Hargraves and Victor Radley coming in. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they use Sammy Walker as well. The young 18-year-old, he's been phenomenal this year. Uh, he's named on the bench. Uh, I think we might see him get a little bit more Little bit more game time than he has in recent weeks, which is it's just it's interesting to watch how Robbo is going to use this kid, especially in a sudden death finals game. Um, yeah, there's certainly there's a few thing to watch to watch out of that Saturday that early Saturday game, tipping the chooks to be too strong.
0: He was the difference last time, 35-34, cracking field goal uh, as a youngster playing in the Haas for the Roosters. This is one match I cannot wait for now because it must be the origin, Dan, or finals time because the war of words between the Panthers and Rabbitohs is well and truly on. Ivan Cleary uh, has apparently called on officials to protect uh, his son and their halfback, Nathan, with fears that South are going to target him as any smart team would when he's uh, kicking, given, given how dangerous his kicking game is. Apparently, mm-hmm. Wayne Bennett has fired back today. Well, not apparently. He has fired back today saying the Panthers use illegal blockers to protect Nathan and they couldn't get a crack at him in round 23.
1: Yeah, uh, one of our journalists, Alicia, who was in, in that press conference with Wayne today, said it was the press conference of the year. Journos couldn't get a word in. Uh, Wayne knows how to play the media quite well. When he's got a message he wants to get across, he'll get it across. Uh, yeah, so the message was uh, if that if the NRL doesn't, if the referees don't police... This, you know, this idea that Penrith are using their blockers illegally. Wayne said they'll take it into their own hands. So Ooh. that will be interesting to watch in terms of. Uh, I don't think we'll see any sort of physical, you know, anything that crosses the line too much. But yeah, some gamesmanship is part of it. I think. Uh, yeah, it must be finals, right?
0: Yeah, bring it on! Cannot wait. Also, can't wait for the Eels against tonight Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, who progresses and who uh, is going home out of season twenty twenty one?
1: Uh, I think Newcastle is is done for the year in terms of they just haven't been able to get the combinations right where they get Kalen Ponga into the game properly. Uh, Well, as much as a bloke of his uh, ability should be able to. If he can shoot the lights out, then maybe. But yeah, I see Parramatta just being too strong across the board. Uh, Yeah, unless the Knights attack shows us something that they haven't been able to for a couple of months now.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, although if Calen Ponger produces a or an Origin 3-like performance mm. that he did this year, then it will be a completely different story. All right, uh, that's almost, uh, well, it's almost time to let you go because uh, you're covering the big game tonight between Manly and Melbourne. Before I do, though, Walsh's words of wisdom. What have you cooked up this afternoon?
1: Yeah, uh, one that uh, has been around a little bit, but I expect, uh, so Brisbane has released Ethan Bullymore. We expect him to join up with Manly uh, for next year. But what that does, it frees up a bit more salary cap space for Brisbane, and they've got three roster spots for next year now. Uh, it's been no secret they've been going after a, uh, an experienced forward to help lead the likes of Payne Haas, Tom Flegler, Paddy Carrigan. I think we'll see things progress with Ryan James on that front. Uh, he's on contract with Canberra for next year, but the Raiders... They're big fans of him in terms of the influence he brings. And yeah, he's just an all round cracking bloke, Ryan James. You'll struggle to meet a few nicer people in rugby league. Uh, but they're happy. They say if he can secure a longer deal elsewhere, they'll look at releasing him. So I think that'll, that could, uh, put it this way, I expect that to kind of eventuate with Brisbane over the coming weeks.
0: Okay, Ryan James to be a Bronco. Once a yep. Titan. Currently a Raider, soon to be a Bronco. I like it, Dan. I also love my finals footy. So I've got to sit down, preview all these matches coming up this weekend. Cannot wait for week one of the finals. Thanks for joining me again for our Friday footy news fix.
1: Beautiful, mate. Yeah, let's go.
0: And thank you to our loyal listeners. That's right, plural out there. Our loyal listeners for tuning in once again. Stay safe, enjoy week one of the finals. We'll be back for more next week.